Hello there, and thank you so much for tuning in again on my second episode of Adventures and More. I want to start this off by saying thank you. I did not expect that many people to actually listen to my podcast and spend 20 minutes of their day and time to listen to me and then texting me and giving me such lovely feedback, which honestly meant the world to me. I cannot put it into words how flattered and overwhelmed I was and still am, to be fair. I got such cool feedback. Um, One of the funnier ones that I've gotten actually from two or three people uh, that said that I really have a calming voice. And uh, one of my friends actually suggested that I do like a sleep podcast and yeah, maybe I'll do that in the future as like just a side episode or something that I'll I'd release. Cause yeah, why 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 not? If if I have that sort of influence on people that I have a calming voice and it'll help them to fall asleep, that might be something cool to do. Not gonna lie, I would even consider adding like calming music and go full on out on that one. But we'll see what happens. Anyways, it was quite clear to me after my voting on my Instagram story that people wanted to hear about my time in England. I had four topics that I let you guys choose from. Obviously, the biggest one with 12 votes actually was time in England. I got six votes on cosplay, history and cons, which I will shortly talk about in this episode as well. I've got four votes on favorite movie and TV series, which I'll probably do next week. Depends, actually, because I thought I'd start by talking about the previous series, WandaVision. I'll talk about that a bit, because my god, that was an awesome series, and at the same time started off with a new series that is coming out next Friday, which is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I might start with that towards weekend next week or the week after i don't know yet because i don't want to like spoil a day after anything so i might give it a few days and then talk about it talk about my feelings about it how i felt watching it and any easter eggs and stuff that i noticed because i usually watch them with my best friend um when they come out we talk a lot a lot about it and afterwards i will watch it with a different friend and just geek out about it so it's it's really fun and i'll always notice stuff when i watch it like once or twice so yeah that'll definitely be a thing and the least votes i've got which was three votes on meeting celebrities i will still at one point talk about it because i have some really cool and memorable experiences with celebrities some that were really positive and meant a lot to me and one or two that were not only disappointing but rather gross and um, yeah yeah really really disappointing not gonna lie but i'll definitely talk about that at some point so yeah let's jump into it because everyone wanted to hear me talk about what i've experienced um during my time in england so to start us off, I lived there from, well, I moved to um, Norwich in the UK on the 2nd of September in 2017. And I stayed there till the 29th 
of June in 2019. So I'll talk a bit about how I even got there until the end of it, the end of the journey, basically, me moving back. So during my apprenticeship, which I did as a confectioner from the years of 2011 to 2000, no, sorry, 2014 to 2017, there you go. I got the opportunity because our class also studied English to be a part of a project that I've never done. It was supposed to be a one month trip, two weeks of school and two weeks of work experience. My English at the time was already quite good, so I wasn't really that interested into it because we had to have uh, we had to pay a thousand Swiss francs during our apprenticeship. That is quite a lot of money. We had to give up two weeks of unpaid holidays and two weeks of holidays. So for me, that was just a waste of everything, considering that I already was able to speak English and I did not see a point of going to England to then be in school for two weeks and work for two weeks and having to use two weeks of holidays and a bit less of salary and having to pay that much money. But in the end, my boss convinced me and pretty much (laughs) not just convinced me, but just told me you have to go. (laughs) So I didn't really get a choice uh, that much. And in the end, I am so glad that I actually went. So yeah, we went there. We had two weeks of school, which wasn't really that interesting. Not gonna lie. It it was pretty basic stuff because the... Yeah, since everyone in our group, we were eight of us. I don't want to sound mean, but the standard was pretty low. So for two or three people in the group, those two weeks weren't really that eventful. And we didn't really learn that much from it. But we just always went out after school. We went for cool lunch breaks. uh, Got to see quite a bit of Norwich. We went to London on one occasion as well. So that that was really cool. But other than that, the two weeks just went flying. Um, Also, I have to add that that was during my last year of my apprenticeship and I also lost time studying for my finals, but yeah, didn't really study all that much anyways. (laughs) So the two weeks of school went by and because out of six out of eight people, um, there were all bakers and there were only two of us, two girls that were confectioners and they put everyone into bakeries and I literally I told them I do not want to bake bread I am not a fan of baking bread at all I just I don't like to do it I can't do it I'm really bad at it so they got me to go to a hotel turned out it was the Maid's Head Hotel which is the oldest hotel in the UK I was really nervous because I did not know what was gonna happen Obviously being in a restaurant, well, it was a restaurant, but also a hotel. So it was really interesting of an experience because I got to see functions. I got to do afternoon teas. I got to do evening service. I literally got to see so much during those two weeks. And the people there were just absolutely amazing to me. It was so much fun, so many laughters and the last day that we worked that the in the kitchen because it was to me and another friend um in that hotel we all decided to go out to the pub after work and there was 
I think there still is, to be fair. There's a Weatherspoons pub literally next door and we all decided to go there for a pint to just celebrate and say goodbye to everyone and I was beyond amazed and overwhelmed at how many people actually came out and just had a good time just drinking and having fun a lot of people left but I think about four of us were out I think till at least like 1 or 2 a.m and it was such a blast we had such a good time and it was kind of at that moment where I realized how much fun work could be and because because in Switzerland where I did my apprenticeship don't get me wrong there were lovely people there but never ever would I have gone out with like people from work for, for a pint or something except for the um, other apprentices or one or two exceptions from people that I really like their work but it was a foreign thing it was really that was that's not a thing that you do and I know a lot of places in Switzerland are that way and to see something like that that people just go out and have fun after work no matter if you had a shitty shift or you had the biggest blast it was just fun and banters after work as soon as you left you just get along and that amazed me i knew at that moment that was something really really special and i really felt at home so when i had to go back after that monthly project i cried holy crap i remember um because a friend and i we lived on the same street we were uh with host families so it was it was oh it was so emotional we we got into the taxi and uh Oh my god, when we arrived at the train station, everyone was tired because it was, I think it was like 5 or 6 a.m. But only me and my friend, we were the only ones that literally were crying for like the first hour because we did not want to go back. And just to top this off, right? So about a few months before the trip, I really started to get into cosplay, which I mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, I got to know cosplay and everything and as soon as we arrived in London City my friend and I who really liked dressing up and we even brought costumes for Halloween because we did that project in oh god when was the project October 2016 I think it was MCM Comic Con time and we arrived at a train station in London City and everyone was dressed up and I just started to cry again because that just gave me more of a reason to not wanting to go back to Switzerland. I did not want to finish my apprenticeship. I literally wanted to just throw it all away and stay in the UK instead. I did not want to go back at all. But obviously I had to. <laughs> it was it was so hard to come back and after that I really felt really bummed. I felt kind of empty as well. And I knew that as soon as I finished my apprenticeship, I wanted to go back. I did not care if it was for a holiday, for a month, for a year. I just knew I had to go back. So the day came that I got my results from my apprenticeship and I passed. Which was quite the relief because I, I had quite a struggle getting through my last year. Well, through my apprenticeship in general, but the last year was really, really tough on me for several reasons, personal reasons. I was mentally not really in a good spot, unfortunately. 
and being in England got me the chance of just turning it off for a month and feeling happy and everything again so when I came back it all just all the emotions came back even stronger but anyways coming back to the subject yeah my I remember my parents went on a motorbike road trip to I think Romania so I was home alone I knew I wanted to go back to the UK so I messaged the head chef from the kitchen from the hotel and he told me that at the time they did not have a job available so then I went on to find a au pair family and the plan was to just stay with the family for between half a year and a year stay with them look after their kids and in the spare time I'd go to a English school so I could eventually do a Cambridge exam because I wanted to do the proficiency exam eventually but as soon as I found my family and I remember skyping with them and being super excited I booked my flight it was all settled for the 2nd of September one-way ticket and roughly about two weeks before the trip I got and I kid you not and I still love this story and I love to tell it I got a snapchat from one of the chefs he was a sous chef at the time from the hotel I kid you not I opened that snapchat and it's him asking me if I still want a job I was more than confused I texted him back yeah sure but what what happened what's going on and he told me that one of the chefs quit and they had an opening and I could have the job if I wanted to me freaking out completely I I lost it I really lost it because there I was having two weeks to decide and to make such a major decision for my life my parents being in a different country <laughs> I was home alone freaking out so I called them they were more than excited told me well in the end it's my decision but obviously having a job is pretty much a, the best decision and best thing that could happen to you so I had to make the tough choice and I called up that family I think even on the same day explaining to them what was happening basically and that I got this amazing job offer they were the loveliest couple they literally told me go for it you do not get an offer like this and an opportunity like this every day so do it otherwise you will regret it so there I was getting my job <laughs> through snapchat only problem was since I had the flight booked I think I arrived at like 11 in the evening in London Heathrow so at that time there weren't any options to reschedule the flights or anything and that chef asked me when I could start and I said well I arrive in London on the second but I guess I need a day or two to come to Norwich settle down and then I can start so we settled I think for the fourth or fifth I'm not sure anymore but it was only like two or three days after I arrived. So my parents were kind enough to pay me a cab from London Heathrow all the way to Norwich, which I think was like a three or four hour trip. And I was so tired. I luckily found a apartment, a shared apartment, like one and a half weeks beforehand. 
and it was so hard to find one as well because everyone wanted me to be there and to actually see it so they could get to know me and that place that I actually got the place from was the only guy that told me yeah you're fine here you go <laughs> you've got the contract and everything and he didn't need to see me or anything so I was on my way to Norwich I was n so freaking nervous about my new life start like I knew the few people from work that I've met two weeks a almost a year ago so it was really nerve-wracking for me and the cab drive was not really that great because it was just the guy loved to listen to his music and it i think it was the same like six songs that he played throughout the whole drive and i just could not be asked to say anything so i just listened to the same six songs for like three or four hours because I just didn't dare, I was nervous, I was shy, I was... Oh, I used to be such an introvert, to be fair, to this day I still am in some points, in some regards, but... i definitely grown out of my shell a lot, otherwise I would not be able to do this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I arrived in Norwich, uh, the first night, unfortunately I had to spend in a hotel, because it was just way too late. Because I think I arrived at 2 or 3 a.m., so I literally got to the hotel and instantly went to bed and in the next morning I took another cab to that address and I lived on the first floor so I had to get I had two big luggages and a small one and I had to get that upstairs and my god that was a freaking struggle but I managed it I got settled down went into town to just see Norwich again oh, it, it felt how oh, I felt at home I cannot describe this, but I just felt so welcome in in Norwich and probably a lot of people from the UK will tell me what the hell, but I love the people there, like the whole mentality, how open the people are, how kind they are, like when you walk in a store they just greet you and talk to you and you don't really get that too much here in Switzerland and like of course there's exceptions, but in Switzerland I feel like it's a lot more money driven and you can really see that in the attitude of the people they're really they can be really arrogant in some regards so i never really i never really felt that at home or that accepted here in switzerland because adding to my list of trauma <laughs> i guess i was i always used to be bullied i was always the one person that had to be bullied in school so I did not have a good time uh, in school and everything. So I guess that just adds on to the reasons why I never really felt at home in Switzerland. Like, don't get me wrong, I love my family and friends that I have here. And they mean the world to me. But that was the only thing that kept me here in Switzerland and that kept me happy. But the place on itself, it just did not feel right. So as soon as I got into Norwich, it just, it felt good. It felt natural. It felt like I was home. So when I started there, I had a plan of staying there for a year maximum and then move back. Well, do my the proficiency exam and then come back. That was literally my plan. Did not work out like that. <laughs> so I started there as a pastry chef and the guy that used to work on or worked at the pastry section at the time he was a character <laughs> so let's go through it 
so you have the head chef who who was always really kind like he was he he was a kind and gentle soul we had the guy that snapchat of me the sous chef who really was kind of like a brotherly figure during my time there he left the hotel about i think a year after i i moved there and then the junior sous chef became the sous chef and the junior sous chef was the guy that worked on pastry and i really love him now <laughs> but we really got on on uh, off on the wrong foot because he did not like me i i could not do anything right to be fair i did make a lot of mistakes in the beginning i was nervous it was a whole new field of work for me because imagine i always made cake and pastries and all of a sudden i had to do functions i had to do plated desserts it was completely different from what i studied so that was a big change i somehow managed and eventually he accepted me and we later on got along more and more it was it, it, it was fun like in the end he he kind of became um a brother to me as well which is another really sweet thing like i remember i'm looking at the card that i just got that my dear friend susan drew for me um as a leaving gift and everyone from the meta signed it for me and i remember him he wrote something down as in my annoying little sister and i still keep that in my mind because <laughs> it really means a lot to me and again just shows how amazing the people over there were and still are uh, makes me miss it right now even more but yeah so i i started working there it was it was nice it was a lot of learning it was really stressful christmas was coming around it was really really busy yeah it was it was nuts because we had so many functions every day i was not used to it i usually work the, the hours from like 12 till roughly about 11 10 30 to 11 and most of the days i did not take a break because it was just i was in such a rush or just did not feel like it to be fair so i just prefer to work through it but it was amazing like despite the fact that it was stressful and everything i loved every single day like it was a challenge it was it was just fun every day there was something new i was in charge of pretty much the whole section at some point where i had to order the stuff redo them Obviously, I still had the people looking after me and checking everything, but it was really nice to be sort of in charge of things a little bit more than what I was used during my apprenticeship. I think it was in October, actually, that my best friend Dario, he came to visit me. He was the first friend from Switzerland that came and visit me. We actually... Oh yeah, we, we met in London actually, because we went to see a show from our favorite YouTubers. It was, it was cool, it was a really fun thing, because it was my favorite YouTuber, which is Jack Septiguy, and at the time his favorite YouTubers, which are the great Game Grumps, and it just so happens that they were on a tour. I don't know if it was just a UK tour, if, or if it was like UK and United States. But it was really cool because it was in London, it was affordable, 
So we thought to ourselves, yeah, why the heck not? Because I, I did not want to pass on the opportunity of meeting my favorite YouTuber that I've literally watched for years. I think at that time I've watched him for like four to five years already. And I still do to this day. Uh, he's still my favorite YouTuber. Like I love all of his content. But anyway, so we met there. It was really fun. We had, I think it was a whole weekend that we spent together. We went to Madame Tussauds. Uh, we went to the show in the evening and we saw quite a lot of cool things. It was it was a really nice time. Oh yeah, I think we also went to, yeah, cause um, Madame Tussauds is right around the corner of Baker Street. So I got to see 221B Baker Street. At the time, I did not really know anything about Sherlock. I recently just watched all of the seasons during lockdown. Um, and I really, really loved it. It was so fun. So if I ever go back, I will definitely enjoy it even more so. But it was really fun. So that was the first thing that I did. And soon enough, it was my 20th birthday. It was really fun because I worked on the 10th of December and I asked a few people from work if they wanted to go out for a drink after work. And sure enough, about I think like four or five people actually agreed. And I was so excited because at that time I lived there for like two or three months and people already decided that they want to spend my birthday with me. It made me not feel, it made me feel not alone and even more accepted and it was the funniest time like british people they can drink <laughs> i gotta leave that to them they can drink a lot uh so it was really fun and i remember when it came around to midnight to my actual birthday on the 11th one of my co-workers asked me to get some shots so we went to the bar got some shots and when we came back there were my other friends in the booth with a chocolate birthday cake and some candles lit there's a photo of me and i smile so much in that photo because i could not believe that people that barely knew me would go to those lengths to to do something like that i was shook it, it meant a whole world to me and it was such a fun night out the only downside was that i was so wasted i wasn't that wasted but i i was drunk a bit I somehow managed to get a cab home at I think it was th 3 in the morning that I got home and at 4am I had to get up again because I had to get a taxi to London because my mum and two of her friends came over for my birthday celebrations. So that was a task, that was the first time that I was actually hungover. I remember, I think I called my dad, either I called him or I left him a voice memo saying like oh dad yeah i'm sorry if i sound wasted because i am <laughs> it was such a mess and i felt terrible during that coach ride not gonna lie it was not fun uh, <laughs> but but that, that i really hold that memory dear because it was it was a fun weekend afterwards we went to see or they took me to see aladdin Al aladdin how do you say it in english i don't even know aladdin aladdin uh, Aladdin yeah I let's go with that one and it was such a cool show it was I think one of my first Broadway shows that I actually saw no I actually went to see Beauty and the Beast a few years prior but that was the only one and that was here in Switzerland still so that was a really fun experience so yeah that happened <laughs> 
I really have to backtrack actually because I forgot something quite big. What happened was since I moved there in the beginning of September when I went to the mall on one of my days off I actually saw a sign or an advert of a small convention happening in Norwich. Norcon it was called and I was blown away that that small town actually had its own comic-con because here in Switzerland there's like there's a few I have to say like over the, over the years the cosplay community here has grown a lot and there's a lot more stuff than a few years back so that's that that is really really cool so I was really excited and I actually got one day off because I requested it because it was on a weekend and weekends are always busy but I managed to get one day off which was really exciting so there I was on my way to my first UK convention I think I did dress up as Harley Quinn actually because that was the only proper cosplay that I had at the time I only ever had female Negan and Harley Quinn so I, I thought I'd go as Harley Quinn and it was, it was really nerve-wracking because again I did not know anyone there <laughs> and when I got inside I walked around it was a rather small convention like it was it was really really tiny but there were so many cool cosplayers I was I was really blown away by that there was a desk in front of the stage where people could sign up for the cosplay competition. I thought to myself, why the heck not? The funny story was there was a Star-Lord cosplayer. His name is Michael. He's a dear friend of mine now. I loved his Star-Lord uh, cosplay. He had a small Groot on his shoulders as well. And he was the first guy that I took a photo with at the convention. And he was by that desk, so when we when I went over there, I saw what the hell was happening, and we both signed up, even though we were both absolutely stage frightened. It's, it was really funny. So we got acquainted, we took pictures together, and we just started to walk around the convention, got to know each other, took some cool pictures with other people as well. Yeah, in the end we literally spent the whole day together and by the afternoon, I don't remember, just some point in the afternoon, it was time for the competition, so I was first up, first one out of the two of us to go on stage. And you didn't really have to do anything, you just walk up, there was a guy on stage with a microphone and he just asked you a few questions, like who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing that character, and stuff like that. And I was nervous, my English wasn't really... It was, it was, again, it was good, but I still struggled a little bit with like British accents at that time. So I was, I was really scared that I wouldn't understand what he was saying, but I managed. I was really happy and I was so proud of myself for accomplishing that. And after that, my friend went on stage, Michael went on stage, and he was so scared, but he did well. And it was really funny, because afterwards, to this day, he still says he's never done that again. <laughs> In the meantime, I have done it a few times more, but it was, it was a really fun experience. And to kind of go on on a little different story as well, there were some really cool Disney princesses there. And I took pictures of and with them. It was really funny because about half a year later at MCM Comic Con there was a Disney meetup and I, I recognized the Ariel cosplayer like she really seemed her face seemed really really familiar to me but she was in a different cosplay 
I think we even got a picture. Well, we got a group shot anyway. But I do think we talked to each other because I really loved your aerial cosplay. And then half a year later again at, MC, uh, at the Norwich Comic Con, so the second one, I saw her again. And there I did realize like, oh, I've, I do think I've seen you before. But again, we were, we didn't really know each other. Basically, later on, there's a Disney store in Norwich and I pretty much lived there. <laughs> Every time I had a day off, I went there and I usually bought something. And one day in particular, so I, I always got, like, there was always this one girl that I always saw at the store working there. She was so pretty. <laughs> and one day I bought uh, Lumiere the chandelier from Beauty and the Beast because I thought it would be perfect for my Belle cosplay that at the time I had and I told her that I was like oh yeah it's a great addition to my Belle cosplay and she said oh well you cosplay oh that's so cool so on my um on my bill she wrote down her Instagram tag and later on I did follow her I looked through her pictures and funny enough, I realized that I've actually met her throughout like the course of over a year without actually knowing it was her. We talked in the store a lot and we never really realized that we actually had a couple pictures together and we've actually met over the course of a year multiple times without realizing who we were. Yeah, and out of that grew one of my biggest friendships that I have to this day like she means so much to me and and it's it's always fun because we we did a lot of cool things together we I recently posted a picture of us uh, we did a once upon a time photo shoot a few weeks before I moved back to Switzerland so that was really cool as well yeah we did a lot of cool things in general it was just it was really nice to actually get to know her properly and not just in cosplay so obviously meeting at cons is, is um, the the main things where we saw each other and the Disney store. It was, it was always really fun and I'm already looking forward to seeing her again whenever we're able to thanks to COVID. But anyway, got a bit sidetracked at there. But that's a story that is really, really important to me. And like, she, like I said, she, mean, she means quite a bit to me. And I do think it's one of the funniest stories that I have met someone. Especially because we didn't realize who we were for that long. Over the course of the two years, I did get a lot of visits from friends and family. My best friend, my female best friend, Susan, she came. She, I, I have a really good friend uh, in the UK called Susan, but I have a Swiss friend called Susan as well. So I probably should always mention which one I'm talking to, but my Swiss friend Susan anyways. <laughs> Uh, she came over twice, actually. She came over once, I think, within the first half year or a year. I think half year, because I remember it was winter time. And the second one was towards the end that I lived there. But I'll get to that in a little bit. So that was, that was really nice. I had my grandparents actually visiting from Switzerland once. Uh, they came over, I think, in like June or July. And that was really sweet because they stayed at the maid's head and they're such a lovely people they're they're the sweetest their english my, my grandmother's english is a tiny bit better than my grandpa's but they're both not really the best ones 
<laughs> it was really sweet to just see them try and everything and me being able to show them around and show them where I live and what I call home as well. And they were so excited, they loved it. They, Every time I talk to them on the phone they will mention Norwich and how much they loved it and how much fun it was to visit me. They came over twice, once was in June, July and once was on my 21st birthday where they actually surprise visited we visited me my god together with my parents which is a really cool thing as well i had multiple friends come over throughout the time it was always really funny because with the most people that came over more than once uh, pretty much every time i got them over or they came over i lived in a different place <laughs> during those two years i moved three times so yeah it was it was really fun and at the second place that i lived it was only one other roommate whereas in the first one i lived with three other people one girl and two guys and it was it was a nice place it, but it was fairly expensive and the people there they weren't really that clean and it was always really messy and stuff so i was glad that after the contract ended that i could get out and after that like i said i lived with only one other girl and it was for them yeah for for part of it, it was really fun with her because uh, we, we, we always got off work pretty much on the same time so we usually spent the evening, well after work we ate dinner together and just talked about our days and I remember one day in particular we, we had to leave our windows open for uh, because of the landlord and when I got back at keep in mind like 11 at night it was rather cold in the apartment and as soon as i turned on my light in my room there was a fucking massive spider next to the window and next to my bed which was across the room from where i stood at the entrance of my room i shit my pants i am really scared like i got really bad phobia um arachnophobia that i've developed over the years unfortunately and it, it, at that point it was a really really bad like i cannot approach spiders like i i freak out i start sweating i start like shaking i kid you not it's not a fun experience i really want to get it treated at some point this year as well but anyways there i was at home i knew that my my roommate wasn't gonna finish for another like i think 15 or 20 minutes so that meant like half an hour until she'd be at home so what did i do I turned off the lights because I did not want to attract the spider towards the light, aka towards me. So I turned off the light, but turned on the light in the living room. So there was still a little bit of light for me to see the spider or more like the black dot in the dark. So I just sat in my room on the floor looking at this spot for like 30 minutes straight, just being absolutely scared shitless until my roommate come, came home and lord and behold she was scared of spiders too not as bad as me but oh it was such a struggle we, we at first wanted to use the vacuum cleaner to just suck it in and call it at night okay it did not work we were absolutely scared after a few attempts because the spider didn't move and we even thought about ordering food 
and then asking the asking the delivery guy to get rid of it. We were really desperate, okay? We, we were thinking about all kinds of options to get rid of it. But after about, I think, an hour and a half, we, we've got enough courage to actually get rid of the spider. So that was, that was really fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, or not, but actually brings me to a small sidetrack because people wanted animal facts. And I was thinking about, since I I wanted to talk about that spider thing, talk about a spider fact, and I could not find a fun fact about spiders because they are just absolutely disgusting and terrifying creatures. So instead I have another fun fact, which is, did you know that a snail can sleep up to three years at a time? When I read that, I literally could not believe that. I wish I could do that at some point, especially now during COVID. I wish I could just go to sleep and just wake up in three years time and just be like, is it over? Oh, things back to normal. Can I do shit again? <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love to have like, or, or, or even just half a year, just a hibernation. Cause I'm, I do not like winter time. I'm more for summer and warm kind of person. So I'd love to just sleep throughout the winter. But anyway, so much for that. My god, that was like 45 minutes already of just talking about England, and I'm halfway there. Oh my god. I'm so sorry if you're still listening, <laughs> but at the same time, thank you. So when I went to MCM, which I mentioned earlier, I went there twice during the time of living there. Both times I went there mainly with my friend Dario from Switzerland. He came over the first year, he came over with just one friend and they stayed in a hotel room, whereas I rented an Airbnb for myself because I could not afford a hotel room uh next to the location because it was just way too expensive so i just stayed in the airbnb it was it was a fun experience met some really cool people i met some really cool new people new friends i met really cool actors as well at the time it was i think it was a few months before infinity war came out or just after i don't remember yeah no i think it was a month before actually Letitia Wright, aka Shuri, from Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, she was there. And we just happened to realize that a panel was happening, so we went to the panel. We sat like maybe in the 10th or 15th row or something like that, but it was really cool because that was the first time I actually been to a panel with someone as big as her. And it was really funny because the microphone was literally two seats away from me. And when they opened questions, for some reason, I just jumped up and ran to the microphone. And there were microphones on both sides of the row, because there were like three sections. And I was in the middle section, so I was really close to one of the microphones. And just so happened that I was the first one. Yeah, I was I was really freaking scared at that time because <laughs> I did not think it through. I didn't know what I was going to ask her. So then I remembered a tweet of someone saying that Shuri is the next Disney princess. So I just, I was the first one that was able to ask her a question. And it was really funny because I was dressed as Harley Quinn at the time. She's like, oh, you look so cool. I love your cosplay. Who are you? Like, what character are you cosplaying? As I told her, well, Harley Quinn from DC Comics, from the DC Universe. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm still getting to know all the Marvel characters. So I don't really know any DC characters, but you look so cool. <laughs> and I got even more nervous at that point. 
So I asked her, I, I don't even remember her answer to be fair, but I just asked her like, how did you feel knowing that people are saying that you're basically the next Disney princess? And I think she was just really excited and she's like, yeah, that's such a cool thing, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, that was really cool. And I just met really cool cosplayers like, damn, like in Switzerland, there's a lot of absolutely phenomenal cosplayers as well. But back then I did not really know that much about it when I went to conventions, whereas when I went to the MCM convention, the amount of people there and the amount of cosplays and love they put into their cosplays, Jesus Christ, I was blown away. So that was really cool, really cool of an experience. Uh, I was there for three days uh, on both occasions because I went to the one in May 2018 and 2019. It was just fun because in 2019 I knew a lot more people and it was it, it was even more of an awesome experience because I already knew a few people and it was just looking forward to seeing all friends again. So that was that was a really cool thing as well. But I will definitely get back into MCM stories or convention stories on my future podcast when I talk about the cosplay and convention history in general. So I don't really want to get too much into that, but... Also got a chance to go to a few different events such as theatres. I went to a few... Th- Actually, how many theatres did I go to? Only two? Well, two and a half, I guess. I went to the one that I already mentioned, Aladdin. Aladdin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I went... I went to see Betrayal. And I went to see just before I moved away it's not really a theater it was a concert theater comedy show everything together John Barrowman uh, he did like a, a tour where he he sang some songs he told some life stories and stuff like that so I don't know under what category that falls to but that was fun but going back to the betrayal theater that was such a cool thing because I heard about Tom Hiddleston doing a new theatre in London and as soon as I heard of it I knew I had to get tickets. I did get tickets, well ticket, I went by myself. I did a lot of things, like most of those things I did by myself, all concerts and all that kind of stuff I usually went by myself. I, I just like, I sometimes like just doing things by myself prefer it like obviously it's cool to do things with other people so you can share the experience and talk about it but at some point i just need to do stuff on my own yeah so that was that was a really cool thing because i think i went around april 2000 i think it was 19 and i remember having two weeks before i was supposed to go i was having a really bad week at work it was just stressful and really really shitty so I went online and I saw there were still tickets available for the next day performance. So for some reason, I decided to just buy another ticket for the show for the next day. Because I was, I think it was a Tuesday show. I was off on Tuesday. So I just booked that, got a coach and went there early in the morning because it was an afternoon show. I was there and I, I already saw the amount of posts of people saying that they left before the show even ended to queue in the, at the stage door to get a chance to meet Tom Hiddleston. So I knew that my chances were slim. So I had to evaluate, am I going to be the dickhead who walks out before or not? I decided on just 
literally going for it as soon as the lights went out and the show was done. They haven't bowed or anything, but the show itself was over and I saw literally just one person at the time jumping up. I think a few roads ahead of me. And I was literally chasing, I was running. I did not think and just so happens I was the 13th person in that queue. And I kid you not, within like the next three or four minutes, there were at least 20 or 30 people behind me queuing. And it was nuts. And the girl that I saw in front of, like running in front of me, actually managed to somehow end up in front of her, just literally ahead of her. And she stood behind me, so we got chatting because uh, <laughs> she saw online as well that people were doing that. And the people in front of me, they did actually live within the first act um, just to queue outside because you had to have a valid ticket for that day to be able to queue. If you didn't have a ticket, you weren't allowed. So yeah, about half an hour or hour waiting, uh, Tom Hiddleston actually came out together with Charlie Cox and Zoe Ashton. Those were like the three characters from that show. And I <laughs> got so nervous. Like even just realizing that I was that... Not that many people were queuing in front of me. I was nervous because I felt like, oh my god, there is an actual chance of me meet meeting my idol. Because Tom Hiddleston has been an idol of mine for quite some time now. And I got to meet him. I was scared. I was like... Uh, at that point, I have, I've already met quite a few actors, which is really cool, and I'm really glad I had the chance to do so. But with him, I was starstruck. I was just absolutely starstruck. <laughs> I already had my had to have my camera ready, and uh, the girl behind me was so lovely, and she took some extra pictures while I talked to him. <laughs> and it was really funny because he took my phone to take the picture. Well, we said hi, he took the phone and for some reason he managed to flip the camera and he's like, oh, oh, oh I, I did something wrong, oh no, let's try this again. And he had to switch the camera back around again. So I got a few extra seconds with him and it was just like looking into his eyes, I literally lost it. I, I think I cried afterwards, I'm pretty sure I did at least. So that was really fun and the... Funny thing is, the two weeks after, I went to see the show again on an evening show. And I was there in the late afternoon as well. I was just waiting by stage door because I was hoping maybe I'd see one of the actors come in. And I was just on the floor eating a sandwich, reading a book that I just bought because I had a few hours to spare. And all of a sudden, Charlie Cox just walked past me. And I did not realize it. And luckily there were two other people there at the stage door that grabbed like grabbed him and and talked to him until i realized what just happened so i just got up and uh he was so sweet he actually like took his time he introduced himself i was like you don't need to but <laughs> he introduced himself he asked my name he he asked where i was from and we just chatted for i think like three to five minutes it was such a lovely conversation that i will not forget and i really cherished that moment it was a really lovely experience. So yeah, I, I got to do lots of cool things like that. In September, I moved again and I had a lot of money to spare because I didn't have to pay um, the owner of the house. I didn't have to pay them any deposit. So I had like a spare few hundred quids. 
and I still had a uh, one week of holidays and I already went to Switzerland that year twice so I thought to myself I do not want to go back but I do want to go away for a bit I found a rather cheap offer of going to Disneyland Paris and that's what I did I just grabbed my things and went to Disney for a week I took a coach to London and then the train to Paris and then to Disneyland to the resort. I stayed at a Disney uh, bed and breakfast for four days. Well, it was like Monday to Friday and I was at the park for three days. And it was the coolest thing that I ever did by myself. I was really scared and nervous because I've never done something quite like that. I've, I've been to like Germany for a weekend trip by myself, but never did something that far away and that long so that was that was a really really cool experience and just made me feel really like confident and made me realize how independent I can be and how independent I've become over the time because obviously since I didn't really know anyone when I moved there I had to get a life sort everything out and and be an adult basically from living with your parents where you get everything <laughs> To, to having to sort out your whole life. It was a really big step. But that trip to Disney just proved to myself that I can be like that. I can be grown up. I can be independent. And I was really proud. And I still am. That I actually did that. And I still want to do something like that again sometime in the future. One other cool thing that I also did just before I moved back was... Um, the whole of June was quite eventful anyways. Because I got to see John Perriman, like I said. I got to do my proficiency exam on the 13th of June. So that was a really intense day in Cambridge. After that, I got around to, to explore Cambridge as well, because I did not know the town at all, only by driving by. <laughs> on the beginning of June, I actually went to see Hugh Jackman in London at the O2. He did a concert tour where he just, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, it was a concert. He sang a lot. He had some people over. He had, I don't know the actress's name, but from The Greatest Showman, The Bearded Lady. Um, she was there and sang. He talked about his life, some of the stuff he's been through and experienced. So that was really cool. I went to uh, the Avengers, Avengers Station, I think it's called in London as well. That was a really, really cool thing as well. Got to like read about all of the Avengers and to like, you're basically recruited to in the end be an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> so that was that was a really cool thing as well. So yeah, I, I looking back to those two years in, in Norwich, there's so much cool stuff that I did from the cosplay experience, photo shoots, uh, holidays, people I met. It was overall just a really, really, really cool thing. My 21st birthday was a really big thing as well because I had a really big party planned. Well, it was a really big party. I rented a booth or two booths in the end. And my favorite pub, which was the uh, Revolution de Cuba in, in Norwich. I love that because they have the best tapas in Norwich. So that was that was really fun. Like I said, my family came over to visit. I got more than wasted that day. My friends had to help me home and stuff. It was it was quite eventful. Let's put it that way. 
and just before my birthday, I think the day before, I had like a pre-Christmas dinner with my family because obviously by Christmas I was alone again. That was the first time that we talked about what I want and what we want in the future because my parents had their 10th anniversary last year, their wedding anniversary, and my grandparents from Central America had their 50th so it was a big thing so we knew that we wanted to celebrate and probably go over and the first plan was to go over last year in like july august when the celebration would have happened but then we realized because of like school vacations it would be more expensive yada 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 and it was basically be winter time over there so it would be raining all the time so we decided on going in february so i had to make the big decision i knew we wanted to go for a month uh we didn't know what we were gonna do but we knew roughly a month and i at this moment had to realize and to evaluate that it was going to be really hard to saving up the money that I needed for that trip in the UK and with that wage that I had at the time. So pretty much in like January of 2019, I realized that I did not really have another choice unless I didn't want to go on that trip, that I, but I really wanted to. And the plan was that my best friend Susan, Swiss Susan, <laughs> was gonna come with, so. It was really tough on me because, like I said before, Norwich and England in general was a home to me. I felt home there. But I just knew that I think at that time my journey would have to slowly come to an end. I mean, I overstayed it anyway because I intended to stay for a year and it turned into, at that time, one and a half years already. So by, I think, March... I fully knew I was gonna go in June. I did not know if I was gonna go in the beginning or end of June, but roughly June. Cause, oh yeah, I remember cause my parents were supposed to go on a bike tour somewhere in July. So the plan was that I'd come over, look after the dog, um, our new dog. Cause yeah, other story <laughs> in October, 2000. 18 I got a call one day at work from my dad that uh, they had to put down our dog my childhood dog pretty much sounds stupid but he was kind of like a brother he he, he was my ears when I was growing up he, he he was such a sweet dog I loved him he was so dear to me uh, so it hit me quite hard that I wasn't there when he died he was only well for his kind he, he is rather old he was eight years old but still hit me quite hard and only two months later they got a new rescue dog his name is Vito he's a British bulldog he's he's the funniest dog but yeah that was anyway that that was the plan got sidetracked there again uh that was the plan that I just moved back to then look after the dog I think it was for like two weeks or something like that so I told my head chef at the time that I was gonna leave probably in the middle of June and then I looked at the English exam and I saw that they pretty much only had the slot available for the I think it was 13th 
13th of June, somewhere in the beginning of June, middle of, m- beginning and middle of June. And I told him really early on that um, what the situation was, that I was going to go see Hugh Jackman and that I needed the day off for that and for my English exam. And he unfortunately could not promise me that, that I could have both days off. So I then decided to just take the whole month of June off because I already had my flight booked for the 29th of June and I had enough money on the side to just make it through a month and since I already like I'd I'd get paid by the um, beginning of June I'd have still my whole salary uh, to get me through the whole month so that wasn't really that big of an issue so Yeah, I decided to just take the whole month of June to celebrate, to pack and everything. And like I mentioned earlier on, my best friend uh, came over to help me pack and help me move back. So she came the last week of June. We spent really good time together. We had, I think, two or three leaving parties for me as well. It It was really intense the whole month of June. It was, it was an emotional month because I was overthinking everything, like if I was doing the right thing. Yeah, it, it was something. So yeah, when the day came, so the leaving parties were a really cool thing because a lot of people actually showed up. And I got some really lovely gifts as well from people, like I said, like my good friend Susan from the UK, (laughs) UK Susan, Uh, she drew me this lovely drawing of me in the kitchen with a few of the other chefs and everyone signed it and I really hold that one dear. (laughs) It's it's a really lovely thing, I I got that on my shelf, I'm literally looking at it right now. I also got a really lovely Alice in Wonderland drawing from her as well, She's, she's super talented. I also got, looking at it, a Oscar, because at one of the staff parties, the theme was uh, to dress up as a movie character. Me in cosplay, obviously, (laughs) I had a slight advantage, and I dressed up as Belle in my ball gown and won, which is a really, really cool thing. It was such a fun evening. But anyways, the leaving party was, it was really emotional. I had to hold back a lot of tears. Don't remember if I actually did cry. But there definitely were, there, there were a lot of emotions there. A lot of people that I still miss really, really dearly. And yeah, we moved back, my best friend and I. We had to go, we went straight from Norwich Airport to Amsterdam and then Amsterdam to Zurich. And the journey back, unfortunately, was quite uh, troublesome because our flight in Norwich was delayed by over an hour. I think by the end that we took off, it was like one and a half hours delayed. So thanks to that, by the time we landed in Amsterdam, we had 10 minutes to get to our next flight. Obviously we missed it. We tried to run, but we missed it by a long shot. And then we had to wait, I think, one or two hours for the next flight to depart. I remember as a sorry and as a, a thank you for our patience, we got like a five euro or whatever discount for the shop next door, which is really funny. But anyways, 
After that, we arrived in Switzerland finally after a long and draining journey. And to top things off, we had a lot of luggage. <laughs> um, I had two big luggages for myself. My best friend came with one big luggage. So she had an extra big luggage from me. And we both had two hand carrier luggages, both filled with my stuff. So it was mainly, except for one luggage, it was all my stuff. And lord and behold, we only received one luggage. We waited there at the, at the thing on the airport where you get the luggages uh, for about an hour. And we just got one luggage. And the shitty thing was, my friend was supposed to go on holiday with her other friend to Greece, I think two or three days later. And it was it was really inconvenient because all her stuff was missing. And then we had to queue customer service and there were already like, I think about 15 to 20 people queuing. And after about waiting, I kid you not, an hour, there were still like 50 people behind us queuing because no one got their luggage. And it was just really, really frustrating because my parents organized some friends to help us get every luggage and everything, including us, back to home. So I had to call them and tell them, well, you can send your friends home because we only got one luggage and it's just my friend and me just waiting at customer um, service. So we had to register the luggages, the value and all kinds of stuff. It was so annoying and it took us forever. But yeah, it was it was it was not a fun time. We were both just absolutely floored after that. Yeah, but that pretty much brings the journey to an end. Saw my parents again. It was really lovely to see them again because at that time I haven't seen them for almost yeah for over half a year. For some of my family, I haven't seen for over a year. So it was it was really nice to be reunited with them. But at the same time, I felt really sad. I think the first week and the second week, I felt like crap. I regretted every life decision. <laughs> I I did not enjoy being back to, in Switzerland. Like It was lovely to see all my friends regularly again and being close to them again. But at the same time, since I met so many great people in the UK, it just meant being far away from them. That was not fun. I was I was home a lot. Couldn't be asked to find a job right uh, from the start. And there was this, there's always this, what you call it? Like a festival, I guess, carnival. Big thing that they do in Zurich every three years. It's, they got a fun fair. They got uh, a lot of cool things like concerts and parades and all kinds of stuff, fireworks. And I got a promoter job. <laughs> I I was promoting like chargeable battery uh, for your phone, and I was carrying around, or basically I was a giant battery. So I had a giant battery on my back, connected to cables where people could walk with me and charge their phone. So that that was a that was a really cool thing being back in Switzerland, and that was the first job. I guess that I had when I came back and after that I really had to get back into finding a job reapplying and stuff once I did I had two interviews within two days 
one of them was at our local zoo and one was at a choc uh, chocolate factory i guess it's a really popular store here in switzerland that they're a big chain really expensive really good i really love the zoo like the impression i got there from the two people that i had to interview with they told me so many cool things it was to be a pastry chef again the other one would have been confectionery and i knew that i kind of wanted to stay in pastry if possible and the zoo was able to provide me with all of it you had the events you had fun so you you still had functions where you did uh, where you did the plated desserts you had pralines and case so you pretty much made everything whereas the other one would have mainly just been chocolate based so luckily about not, within the same week actually i was able to go and work there at the zoo for a day and see what it's about and another week passed and i actually got the job and started about two or three weeks later. I've been at the zoo for one and a half years almost because I think I started sometime in August or September. I honestly cannot remember, <laughs> not gonna lie. But yeah, that's been it for, for that part. I've been wanting to co go back to the UK on three occasions now i wanted to go back last year for mcm in may with dario but obviously thanks to covid that wasn't possible we were super lucky that we actually got to do our trip that i told you about in february with my parents and my best friend so we ended up going to central america to el salvador for two weeks one week to belize to snorkel for a week which was really awesome because i got to fulfill one of my bucket list dreams to snorkel in a reef and with nurse sharks some of the sharks were even bigger than me which was terrifying but the coolest feeling in the world that was lifelong dream for me to do and the last week we went to orlando to go to disney and universal i went to disney world one day by myself as well so i was there three days and the rest of my family and friend were there only for two days and it was such a cool time as well and the funny thing was like being over there we did not have any issues like the only thing we noticed with corona was uh, that they took your temperature at the airports but that was it and when we tried to buy masks for a friend in switzerland there weren't any to buy but you didn't have to wear masks it was all normal it was crazy and as soon as we came back by the end of february i think we came back on the first or second of march on the 12th of march is when they decided to shut everything down and go into lockdown so yeah that was absolutely bonkers to just be away for a month not feeling anything off of corona and then we had that almost two month lockdown and now looking back at it it's been over a year now and we're still in in lockdown like luckily i've been able to start working again because they kind of yeah they they reopened some of the places again thank fuck for that sorry my language <laughs> yeah that's been my journey so far i really really hope if everything calms down and if it's possible i really want to go to the uk um, in october and see some of my friends again go back to Norwich for a few days in london because i do miss it a lot 
Honestly, I can't put into words how much I miss it, how much I miss my friends over there. I really hope uh, I already got plans with one or two of them that to do a podcast in the future. So I'm really looking forward to that to that as well. Yeah, I really hope to be able to see them again because because, yeah, I really hold them dear to my heart. And it's been really hard only being able to be in touch uh, through mainly Instagram. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully things go well this year. I'll try to be optimistic as everyone should be. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> this podcast has gone on for quite some time now. Considering my first one was 20 minutes. I also th- gave it a thought since last week. What I want to end each episode with. And since I said I also want to raise awareness. And talk about and be open about mental health and stuff. I w- always want to kind of end up with something positive. Uh, something positive I hear, encounter, or anything. And I just came across this really, really cool two quotes, one that I've loved for years anyway, which is, all your dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them. It's a quote by Walt Disney. For me, a lot of dreams that I did have have actually come true. It's really hard sometimes to dream especially during those times that we're in and to have to to have the courage to wanting to pursue them and to to think you can do it but in my experience if you just try and keep being positive things will go your way sooner or later most of the time it'll happen when you least expect it so do keep that in mind And the second one being, life becomes more meaningful when you realize the simple fact that you'll never get the same moment twice. That really hits deep, (laughs) not gonna lie. I'm, I really wasted a lot of time during my lockdown just being a sad piece of crap. (laughs) Um, I lost my routine, my daily routine. I did not see a point getting up in the morning. It's hard if you just all of a sudden do not have a rhythm anymore and you you forget you don't have a sleep pattern or anything. But now being back to work and, and just realizing what I actually have in my life and how much stuff I have that I can be proud of and that I can be appreciative of and the people I've got around me. I'm a lot more aware of the time that I have and and when I do something for my soul or something that I've I've wanted to do or even if it's just cleaning my apartment even the smallest thing they they I feel proud about it I I feel happy about the small accomplishments and I think that is a really really big part as well if if you are feeling down at some point just try and, and be appreciative of the smallest thing and be proud of it like some days I am I have to be proud of every step that I take I'm I get out of bed and I make my bed I'm proud of that I take a shower brush my teeth in the morning I am proud of that and small like small stuff like that is the things that are gonna keep you going later on and I actually got that told as well a few times that I should just do like a small to-do list basically even if it's just the smallest thing like I just said like making your bed or cooking food cooking some healthy food 
that will feel like something so big and, and you can be proud of that and after that it's it's gonna come back to what i just said of the moments being more meaningful because after that you start being appreciative of of what you have and the life that you actually have and it'll make you feel a lot better believe me so i'm gonna leave it to that if you're stuck out <laughs> thank you so so much i did not expect this episode to be that long honestly thank you and i will talk to you very soon you take care and i appreciate you Bye bye